Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready to be energized and have some serious fun. This is the Energetic Education Podcast. Introducing your host, Dale Sidebottom. Welcome to episode number 44 of the podcast. And today, with the new school year about to start in Australia and New Zealand, I thought, what better way than to give you my top 10 icebreaker activities for you to use when you have those new students, when you're starting out, and just to really form a fun environment to start the year. And I suppose that will flow on with everything you do. Now, um, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I'm a big believer in icebreakers, team building games energizes all of these. Now, what I've done today is I've picked my top five activities, and these are ones that I use on every workshop I do, or when I'm with a new group teaching students, or teachers, or trainers, or personal trainers, or in corporate gigs. Any situation, the five that I share are going to be really beneficial, and I've also recorded those, so you can go and watch me actually perform them um, so you get a little bit of a better idea how they actually work in a group situation and so forth. And then what I've done is I've gone through and I've picked five icebreakers that I've loved from my guests last year. All right. So you're going to get the best of my activities that I think work really, really well. Um, And the best thing about the ones I do, they require no equipment. And then you're going to get five experts that I was lucky enough to interview last year. And they're going to go through and share their activities and their one one go-to icebreaker or team building activity that they love to use with new groups. All right. So get a pen and paper. um, And as I mentioned, the five that I mentioned... Uh, they're going to be in the show notes. You'll be able to click on the YouTube link and watch me actually perform them with groups. So starting away, I want to get straight into it. I don't want to fluff around in today's episode because I understand how busy teachers are at the start of the year and I don't need to tell you how important icebreakers are or getting everybody feeling comfortable because not only will the students be feeling nervous if you haven't taught them before, but also as a teacher, this is a great way for you to feel more comfortable and sort of set that tone that it's going to be a really fun, inviting and welcoming year for yourself and the students that you teach. So my first three activities all require paper, scissor, rock. And the reason I do this is because everybody knows how to play paper, scissor, rock, and it is a really simple game. If you don't know how, again, you'll be able to watch the YouTube clips. So the first game I play is a game called Paper, Scissor, Rock, Cheer. Now, really simple game. Everybody starts out. They go and introduce themselves to, to somebody new. If they don't know them, they play Paper, Scissor, Rock. Now, the winner, they continue on in the game. The person who lost, all right, you're not a loser. No one's ever a loser, and you're never out of my games. You become part of the winning student's cheer squad. So for example, if I played somebody and I won, the student who didn't win the game against me would then follow me around and go, come on Dale, come on Dale. And I would go and play somebody else. After that game, there would be three people that were cheering on the one student. What ends up happening is by the end, you have two students playing off in the grand final and the rest of the class is cheering those two students' names really loud. Great way to learn names, build energy, yell yell everything, all right? And then you'll have one student who wins, all right? It's over very quickly. The second game I play is just a modified version of that, and this is called Paper, Scissor, Rock, Train Ride. 
Now, everything stays the same as that first game where you play Paper, Scissor, Rock. If you win, you continue on. This time, if you lose the game of Paper, Scissor, Rock, again, remember, you're not out. Everybody's involved. This time, you join on as a train carriage by placing your hands on the person in front of your shoulders, all right, and you go around in a train, but we are a cheering train, so you still are yelling out the person's name who is in front, but now you're in a train, so you can make train noises and everything like that. Again, what happens is game keeps going until two people come together and they've got massive trains behind them. All right, they play off and then by the end, the winner will be at the front. The rest of the class will be behind them in one big train. So really fun game. You can then get them to do a lap of the classroom or a lap of the court or wherever you're playing as a train, making the noises. You can even cheer the person on who was the fortunate one at the front front at the end of that game. Flying through these, I hope you're writing these down because as I mentioned, these first four are the ones that I use all the time. So if you come to any of my workshops, any of my teaching conferences, anything like that, this is what I go to every time. The third one I use is a game called Evolution. Now, really simple. Again, you're using paper, scissors, rock. Everybody starts as an egg. So you'll need to form that with your hands by your side like an egg. Eggs play eggs as paper, scissors, rock. All right. Now, if you win, you crack out of that egg and you turn into a chicken. All right. And chickens move around. If you're an egg and you lose, you stay as an egg. You cannot go any lower than an egg. Now, you can only play the same characters what you are. So eggs play eggs. Chicken will play chicken. Now, two chickens play off. The winner of that turns into a monster. The loser goes from a chicken back to an egg, all right? And then from the game, if two monsters play off and stand on the side, you cross your arms. When there are three humans in your game, the game is over, okay? If you're a monster and you lose, you become a chicken. If you're a chicken and you lose, you become become an egg. Now, really simple game, and why I love those first three, Paper, Scissor, Rock, it is a game of luck. It's no, it's pretty hard to be an expert at Paper, Scissors, Rock. Everybody's got the chance of winning and it is really inclusive. And it, what it does with the instructions is it doesn't take very long to explain how the game works. So you can get straight into it. Everybody's playing a game. They'll learn as they go. They'll have a bit of fun. You can get them making the animal noises, the egg noises, the monster, the human, whatever you like as the game goes on. Now, the fourth game I'm going to mention is a game called Gotcha. All right, now this is a game where you all stand in a circle and basically I'm just going to give you the beginner version to start off with and if you like that then I would watch the YouTube clip that I'll have in the show notes and you can go and do the advanced parts of this game. Now really simple game, all in a circle, nice and close, you are going to place your left hand out in front of the person to your left making a nice flat palm with your hand. Your right index finger goes on the person's left palm to your right. Now, when I yell out go, or the teacher yells out go, the aim is to pull, rip away your right index finger and try and catch the person to your left you're trying to catch their right index finger in your palm. Now, it's a really quick game. You can get people to swap around in a circle. It doesn't take very long. And then, as I mentioned in the video, there are a couple of modifications that you can go and do. Now, why I love those four, and I'm going to explain this in a little bit of detail. The first three games require papers is a rock. Really simple to use, really 
basic and everybody will know how to do it. The first game requires no touch whatsoever. Paper, scissor, rock, cheer squad, there is no touching. The second game, paper, scissor, rock, train, there is a little bit of touch, okay? Just on the shoulders so people don't feel threatened and they still feel comfortable. Third game, evolution, there is no touching a game, but you're using paper, scissor, rock, and it's a different format. And then the last game I just mentioned is a game called Gotcha, where there is a little bit of touch on your palms of your fingers and things like that, and you're a little bit closer, but the group will feel really comfortable and confident, so you'll be able to use this game to really good effect. All right, so they're the first four, and they're my go-to always. And then the last one I use, and I always tailor this to the different groups or different countries that I'm in, but this is called Around the World. Now, this is where you go on a plane ride around the world, and in between countries, it's more of a fitness icebreaker warmer, but in between countries, you are flying in an airplane, so you need to be in a plank position, or if you're in the classroom, you can be sitting in a seat. Then you're landing at different countries, and each country's got a different movement, a different animal, or something like that. So, for example, if you landed in Canada, you're going to do big bear jumps. If you landed in Australia, everybody's going to jump around like a kangaroo. If you landed in um, France, you're going to be a snail, all right? And there's so many different variations. Now, this was episode number four of the podcast that I actually have had this narrated. So if you would like to script for that so you can tailor it to your students, you go on there and click down the bottom and you'll be able to download the free PDF, which is the script that you'll be able to use with your students. Or if you go to the show notes, you'll be able to watch me actually perform this as a live icebreaker on stage at Connected PE 2017, where there was teachers from 30 different countries around the world, and I tried to make an engaging icebreaker warm-up that ticked off as many possible countries as I possibly could. So they have all been used, the four games, the five games, sorry, that I've just mentioned there are proven winners, and you will get a great response from the students that you use them with. Now, the next five games are not mine, and I have not designed them, and I have started using a couple of them because I know they work, and they're fantastic because... Five experts gave them to me. Now, Tracy Lockwood gave Parsons Pursuit. Nige Otto gave a spaghetti building activity. Luke Canelli gave us a game called The Talking Spider. Ryan Farrick gave us an activity called Ice Feet, and I also use it as a different one if you're on any of my apps. So I've got it as a different name there as a partner activity. And the last one by Mark Collard is a game called One, Two, Three. Now, what's going to happen here is each guest is simply just going to say their icebreaker and then you will go on to the next one. So they are five experts from my podcast last year. I hope you really enjoy this. And as I mentioned before, if you are not using some form of fun game to start your activity, then you are really missing out. Not only for you to engage with the students in a different way, but it will set the tone for your lesson. It will build energy, it will build excitement, and it will build engagement. And as a teacher, if you can do that, then whatever you're teaching them, if it's literacy, science, numeracy, all right, geography, any of those activities, the students are going to be so much more engaged with what you're doing. So if you are not already doing this, my big tip is give it a try. See how you go. Here are the five experts. Let's go. I do. I really love, um, I really like doing, uh, it's called, I call it pass and pursue. Um, and I use it all the time. And it's one of those ones that you can use it and then you can adapt it in so many different ways. But 
and you've probably played it. And basically every person finds a partner. Um, sometimes you have to have one group of three cause we don't always have evenly perfect, uh, perfectly even groups, groups or whatever. So find a partner and they choose an object to pass back and forth. And, um, I always have the music on for this. So when they're passing, the music's going, when the music stops, whoever has the object is it. And so that person has to move and chase the other person. Um, and I usually kind of tend to change the locomotion. So it's not just full out running, uh, that they're skipping or they're galloping or they're penguin walking, um, or they're, you know, doing another style of movement. And so the person with the object, they have to chase their partner. Uh, if they tag them, they freeze where they are and then they pass back and forth again. If they cannot tag their partner because sometimes people are quick and uh, they can't tag their partner. When the music goes back on, they freeze and they automatically start passing back and forth. And so I love this activity because you can uh, strike with an open hand. You can toss underhand. You can use a, a soccer ball or football, I guess you call it in other parts of the world. And you can kick uh, do a little kick back and forth and pass that way. You can add some basketball skills into it and bounce pass or chest pass. Um, so there's so many adaptations. So I love that activity, pass it in person. We'll call it the spaghetti building activity. Okay, <laughs> okay good, all right. So as I did this one recently, good fun. So you need the space of 20 minutes. So you give the space 20 minutes. Um, it's a group activity, so a group team building activity. So each group has 20 pieces of spaghetti, like yep. the straight, straight spaghetti. Yep. Um, they have one metre of tape. They have one metre of string and one marshmallow. Yep. And they, in the 20 minutes, they have to work together to build, to build a, or to construct um, the spaghetti to hold the marshmallow on top, yep. and the tallest marshmallow wins. Well, the tall, yeah, the marshmallow is the highest point. Yep. At the end, wins. It is extremely hard. Like okay. it's yeah. a lot harder than you think. Um, so it's got to be, yeah, it's got to be a freestanding structure with the marshmallow on top. Twenty cool. minutes to do. Yeah. Well, good what, fun. What happens if you run out of tape? That's it. That's it. Spaghetti breaks. Yeah, so once you, once the twenty minutes is up, everyone's got to stand away from the structure, and the one with the marshmallow, the highest freestanding marshmallow freestanding tower. Wins. I like it. Very good. Pretty easy too. Yeah, I, I, I like this question. I had a bit of a think about it today, and I think the best icebreaker or team building games are those ones that you take the competitiveness out of it and that there's no winner or loser in the situation and you really can build that team together. So when you're looking at your class and you take away that sort of aspect of anyone winning or losing and you're already isolating students within your class. One that uh, I always like to play is called uh, the, the Talking Spider. Very simple one. You're sitting in a circle and you, the teacher starts with a ball of wool, uh, says a fact about themselves, they introduce themselves to the class, holds the one end of the ball of wool and throws it to another student who uh, catches it, says a fact about themselves and then passes it on to another student and everybody has a go and you end up making a web um, between all the students with the wool. 
Um, you get the students to stand up and you talk about how strong our web is when we're all working together, uh, when everyone's pulling their little bit, and then you ask a couple of the students to let go of a, their piece of wool and you see that the, the integrity of the web uh, falls away and you talk about how that if there's one or two of us and they aren't doing the right thing or aren't pulling our piece of wool, that our uh, web will break down quite easily. So you can just have a chat to the students about that. Um, and there's variations in in the game too that I like that you can be up the uh, you can get the students to tell a fact about themselves. You can get the students to be asking questions. It depends on where you want to go with that sort of um, lesson. Yeah, so I think you and I might be on the same page with this one, Dale. Um, it, so there's a, a, a fantastic icebreaker, um, and in Canada we call it Ice Feet, and I know that you have it on your uh, list of activities as well, and you, you refer to it as Hot Feet, but same principles apply. It's, a, it's an amazing icebreaker activity that can be done in small, medium, large space, requires no equipment, and anybody can do it. I, you know, I've had students um, with different ability levels do it, and, and it's phenomenal. It's very inclusive. And basically, for those who aren't familiar with the game, it's like tag, but only using your feet, or you could use your elbows if you need to modify it for certain students. And in Canada, uh, we, we refer to it a lot as a traditional game, traditionally played by the Inuit peoples in Canada that have passed that down, um, you know, to, to students today. But I remember being in a place called Leduc, Alberta, which is just south of Edmonton last year, and... I'm pretty sure we set the Canadian record for the amount of uh, teachers, principals, and kids all playing ice feet at the same time <laughs> in the gym. And uh, I tried it at the end of uh, at the end of one of their sports days, and it was phenomenal. You know, kids from all the way from kindergarten up to grade nine playing this game, challenging each other, dancing, laughing, having fun, and principals right in there playing with them too. I remember the principal looking at me first, and she was a little wary it was going to work. And I said, "Just trust me." <laughs> just trust me it'll work and I didn't I didn't know if it was going to or not but I was I was trying to uh to put my best effort but it did it, it was phenomenal and I remember actually capturing a photo of that and I remember tweeting it out and thinking um you know this is why I love what I do you know getting kids to be active in a space and completely breaking down any barrier I mean at the end of the ice feet or hot feet game what I what I typically build in is you have to high five the partner so if they take your feet and they win, you high-five them and then you move on to the next partner. And that high-five part is, is just that social-emotional connection that I've infused into that game. And it just, whether you've won or you've lost, you forget about it after that high-five and you just go and play someone else. And I've seen it with kids and it's phenomenal. So I encourage teachers, if you're not sure what that game is, check out uh, Dale's list of resources because it's on there as well. And it's just a phenomenal activity. One, two, three, actual alphanumeric, like the O-N-E, T-W-O, and T-H-R-E-E. One, two, three. If you look that up on Flamio, this is, again, one of those fail-proof activities. It's a partner activity. It then can turn into a team activity. Something I saw a Chinese educator share with me on my first trip to Beijing a couple of years ago. I swear, Dale, if I have not used this activity in every single presentation I have made, including keynotes, I'll go here. Yep. It is a fail-proof activity. It is, always triggers enormous amounts of laughter and uh, interaction. 
If you'd like to see more activities like this or find out more, then be sure to check out our top-selling app, Class Break. You can find that on the App Store, Google Play, or iTunes, and it is simply Class Break as one word. And that has over 200 icebreakers, energizers, team-building activities that you can use to build that amazing atmosphere with your students. Also, before you go, if you love this episode or you'd like more like this, please let us know. Go on iTunes, leave a five-star review. It would really make our day. Guys, good luck with the new year starting for Australian and New Zealand teachers or all other teachers around the world. Give these activities a try. It doesn't need to be the start of the year to start using these amazing activities.